Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that engages us this morning is from the lesson just read, specifically Amos 7 verse 14, where the prophet tells Amaziah, I am not a prophet or the son of a prophet. In its big cat country, the St. Louis Zoo at Forest Park has one of the biggest lions I've ever seen. His name is Oba. That's O-B-A. And let me state it publicly right here. If there's a fight, I'm on Oba's side. Oba is a massive animal. He weighs over 500 pounds, boasts of a beautiful mane, and has enormous claws. My three children just love the penguin puffin coast. My wife just can't get enough of those gentle giraffes. Me? (laughs) I like standing and watching Oba. Panthera Leo for Latin lovers. King of the beasts for animal lovers. Behind bars (laughs) for lovers of life. Oh, I know, there are animal lovers among us this morning. And you're probably thinking just now, Oba should be free. Oba should be galloping through Forest Park, bringing down the squirrels and the rabbits. But who among us wants to wake up to a lion alert? Who among us wants an up-close and personal visit from this king of the jungle? Not me. (laughs) That lion must remain in his cage. I'm not the only one who feels that way. Amaziah, the priest at Beth Ale, is making a living by keeping the lion in the cage. Only this lion's name is Lord Yahweh. Amos 1 verse 2, Yahweh roars from Zion. He utters His voice from Jerusalem. Amaziah is scared of a lion alert. Amaziah knows that whatever the cost, whatever the compromise, that lion must never rumble in Israel's jungle. So, to all people who come along, who rattle and shake and open cages, Amaziah's duty is singular. (laughs) Get that person out of Dodge. Enter one Amos a cattleman and fig picker from Tekoa. And the sirens go off. Lion alert, lion alert, call 911. Amaziah must enact his safe church policy because through Amos, the lion is loose. For three sins of Yisrael and for four, Lord Yahweh says, I will not revoke my wrath. You only have I known of all the nations. Therefore, I will judge you for all your sins. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion, who are trusting in Mount Samaria, who do not grieve over 
Joseph's ruin. Woe to you who long for the day of Yahweh. It will be a day of darkness and not light. I hate, says Yahweh. I despise your religious feast. I can't stand your sacred assemblies. This is no still small voice. This is no gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Uh, This is no (laughs) tame, purring kitty cat. (laughs) Amos 3.8, the lion roars. Who does not fear? Lord Yahweh has spoken, who cannot but be a prophet. No wonder Amaziah tells Amos, go back to Judah, eat your bread there, and do your prophesying there. It's as though Amaziah is telling Amos, look, pal, Beth-El isn't big enough for the two of us. So get out of my face, you fig-picking, low-wattage, shepherd boy, prophet wannabe. My motto is tolerate. Let sleeping dogs lie. I long to cooperate to all radicals. I say, bye. This Amaziah is impressive. He's skilled at salesmanship, slick marketing techniques, and running a smooth religious operation. Did you notice that when he reports Amos to his king, Jeroboam ben Joash in Amos 7.11, Amaziah conveniently forgets Sticky issues like syncretistic worship and sacred prostitution and the perversion of justice and righteousness. No doubt his boss, Jeroboam ben Joash, will recommend a raise for such a slick religious organization. Sisters and brothers, let us not be deceived. There are massive forces in our lives, in our church, and in our world crying out for us to be clones of Amaziah. They say, don't preach theology, preach therapy. Don't look for maturing members. Just look for anybody out there who will occupy a pew. Be a Jay Leno stand-up. Don't be a herald of Yahweh's Word. And be content with religious jargons and cliches instead of burning, blazing truth. This culture, indeed, every culture seeks to domesticate, defang, and declaw the lion. Paul puts it this way in 2 Timothy 3. They have the form of godliness, but deny its power. But living in the power, (laughs) Amos says, I am not a prophet nor a son of a prophet, which means Amos is saying, I'm not a professional, (laughs) paid to make pious platitudes on public platforms. I am not someone who can be compromised, deluded, or delayed. 
I will not shut up, (laughs) I will not give up, and I will never quit standing up until I'm preached up and prayed up. Shocking, indeed. But not when we understand that Amos is just the next man in a long line of radicals. Why, Moses dared to stand before Pharaoh and utter Yahweh's thunderous, let my people go. Nathan puts his ecclesiastical career on the line when he summons David with Atahaish. You are the man. Elijah. Oh, mighty Elijah. He took the heat too when Ahab called him a troubler in Israel. Jeremiah daringly rewrites Yahweh's word after Jehoiakim had sliced it, diced it, and burned it. And Daniel's dream of the night shatters Nebuchadnezzar's illusion of the day. Standing in this long line of the politically incorrect is the greatest radical. Oh, you know this story, don't you? One time, he sat down and he made a whip. Now, where did he learn that at the seminary? Whip 101, sign up tomorrow. And he used it to cleanse his father's house. Another time, he stood in front of the religious organizers of his day and said, woe to you, teachers of the law, Pharisees, hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. Outside you're beautiful, inside you're full of dead men's bones. And then standing before his high priest, he dared to say, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Most High and coming on the clouds of heaven. This roaring lion (laughs) is also the slaughtered lamb. You see, this mighty power is made most perfect in his weakness. Jesus allows the Roman soldiers to march him along the Via Della Rosa while his back shoulders the crossbar. Jesus allows these same soldiers to strip him naked, shove him to the ground, and pin him to wood with their tools of torture. Jesus takes the spit and the insults while not calling for his father to send 12,000 legions of angels. See, societies don't mess with the likes of Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Rogers and SpongeBob. Oh, but societies seek to eliminate people who call into question their religious lives. There, they said on that Friday afternoon, no lion alert, don't call 911. This one's crucified, dead, and buried. But, (laughs) but this lion would once again rumble in the jungle. 
Revelation 5, verse 5, see the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has triumphed. There's nothing dead about this lion, and his love is not a syrupy, sentimental love for you. It's a fierce love driven by nails, marked with scars and crowned with thorns. Now, what do you suppose Amaziah would tell Amos? If Amos finally said, okay, I give up, I give in, I'll just be a good old boy. I'll join the religious club. What do you suppose Amaziah would say to Amos? It'd be something like this. Ha! Welcome, my friends, to the club where our motto is, come weal, come woe, the status must forever remain, quo. But, (laughs) but... What do you suppose Amos would tell Amaziah if Amaziah said, all right, enough is enough. I'm tired of selling my soul. I'm tired of the compromise. What do you suppose Amos would say? He would raise his right hand and say what you and I hear every Sunday morning at church. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 